Welcome to Through the Looking Glass. While here in Wonderland, we're going to discuss topics and share stories to help clear up the distorted views of relationships. We provide a safe place for a balanced and honest conversation. While each episode can help all who listen, the focus will be on the community of color. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the conversation. All right, everybody, welcome back to Through the Looking Glass. We have a really interesting topic today. Um, It's a term that many people probably are familiar with. There's also a term um, that maybe some of you might not be familiar with. But we're going to start it off with uh, some communication that came in through the rabbit hole channels. And the question was going to be what jumps off soft on our mommy and daddy issues. So the question is, why do people have an issue with the term daddy issues or when somebody has daddy issues? I personally say it when a girl actually has issues with her father. For example, if I have a friend whose dad died while she was very young and had a stepfather who didn't give her attention, that lack of attention causes her to like anyone who gives her attention, even if their motives aren't right. So I use the phrase daddy issues. Her daddy issues are that she just needs attention. I'm not calling her a slut. So when we use the term, before I get into the jargon of daddy issues and mommy issues, what in y'all's opinion is that? But before we jump into that, let's do a mental health check. Um, we, you guys had a break um, from last week when we had the Mad Hatter episode. So uh, we're going to jump over with Chris first. Like, what has your last two weeks been? What has your last two weeks been like? How have you been? And then what is your own definition of the term daddy issues? Um, my last two weeks, I've uh, been just uh, preparing, getting the kids ready for school, uh, finishing up the summer, um, been dealing with some allergies, uh, the past uh, few days, but I'll get over that. So I apologize up front about my voice. Um, far as like the mommy daddy issues, um, the the daddy issues, and I know it's mainly um, it's mainly for or it's mainly spoken on far as the women, but I think more so daddy issues is affecting the males more in the current day. And you can kind of see that with the certain things, um, subjects that's always talked about on social media. Um, so I know, I mean, I can, I will go further in that. As far as mommy issues, um, I think it's more so talked about when it's a guy and they saying that the man is looking for his significant other to replace his mom. And I mean, that's more so far as how just growing up and if you saw your mom doing certain things and you become accustomed to that and not saying that you want your significant other, your wife or whoever to be your mom, but it's like, hey, you saw your mom do certain things. So why can't they do it? But we can discuss that later as well. Okay, okay. And sorry to hear about the allergies, but I know you're excited for the kids to be getting back in routine with school. So hopefully with the fall weather coming in, that might uh, lessen up for you. Jumping over to Mm -hmm. Keisha, how have you been the last two weeks? Well, hello, everyone. Um, The last two weeks has been good. It's been busy uh, work-wise. I 
as well, trying to get, you know, make sure my kids are straight with school. I got one that's returning back to college and another one is returning back to high school. So, um, yeah, it's been trying to get everybody rolling. Um, as to the topic, the hot topic tonight, what mommy and daddy issues, I um, do think um, a lack of having that having your mother or either your father involved in your life, I think that will interfere with relationships. Um, whether it's relationships with the opposite sex or just relationship and business where it just affects your life big time. And as we talk more to, tonight, I'll open up and, you know, reveal a little bit of how um, daddy issues affect me in my life. Awesome. <clears throat> awesome. So yeah, I, I guess I'm the oddball out. Uh, my nuggets are not returning to school yet. I homeschool, so we kind of follow the scheduling up north. I've always liked the scheduling up north better, and uh, we tend to go back after Labor Day. So that's what we're doing. So we're still chilling with the uh, summer break. Uh, my past uh, last few weeks have been very eventful. I'll say this: there's nowhere else to go but up, because if it gets worse. I'm going to be in the psych ward or six feet under. So <laughs> we are not going worse. We are going up from here. We bounce up. We're going far, far up. So yeah, daddy issues. I will say I'm the poster girl for daddy issues. Uh, that's definitely not a secret. Uh, there were there was one time where I felt the term was derogatory, where I it had a negative connotation for me. Now, not so much. Uh, it's really just something to describe the way I maneuver in relationships in different ways I have to build trust in relationships. So for the record, mommy and daddy issues is not an actual condition. There's not a term in the DSM-5, which is the Diagnostic and Statistical Manual of Mental Disorders, that says somebody can be diagnosed with mommy and daddy issues, all right? This is just words to describe what we like to call attachment issues and when you're talking about mommy and daddy issues and we heard chris and keisha kind of give a little insight they also can look different depending on what gender it is a, a lot of people talk about daddy issues and just assume you're talking about a female but like what chris just hinted to there there are men with daddy issues just like there are females with mommy issues right but we always seem to hear daddy issues and it always seems to be kind of like that uh, letter that came in, something that's negative. So when we're talking about daddy issues, we're gonna, we're gonna jump on daddy issues first and, and, and what that looks like. Again, we're talking about a difficulty in forming secure attachments or anxious attachment issues, right? And some signs that you might actually have daddy issues you're attracted to older men, okay? Eh, there could be people out there who are attracted to older men and don't have daddy issues, but that's a reoccurring. And I'm talking about females right now. We'll, we'll go to the men next. But for females, being attracted to older men, being clingy, jealous, or overprotective. Now, I won't claim, number one, being attracted to older men, but I can claim the jealousy and overprotective. Like, I'm not gonna lie, like I... I'm both. Um, I'm not clingy though. I'm not clingy. 
Uh, how about you, Keisha? The first two, because I know you hinted about daddy issues. Are you? Is there an attraction for you, or have you seen an attraction towards older men? Um, I have. I've dated a couple of older guys. Um, not many, but I've dated maybe one or two. Do you think that was more because you guys just vibed or we were seeking that out in your opinion? No, um, for me, it was just that we just vibe. Um, my daddy issues, I guess my take on is a little different versus me looking for kind of like a father figure in a guy, you know, in an older guy. Mine was more of a... Um, authoritative stand like kind of like uh I don't even know how to describe it and put it in words it kind of made me feel hard to steal in some ways where oh, okay. you know to me I've always been taught to be ladylike and and I am ladylike but I just feel like um, if I was to compare it to my older sister, I would be more of the, uh, the, uh, I don't know. I wouldn't say, I don't know. It just made me, made my skin a little tougher in some ways. So, yeah. Okay. What about the clingy jealousy or overprotective? I don't think I'm clean. Well, I'm not jealous or overprotective, but I can be a little clingy at times. But usually it's, I mean, my son is a cancer. So it's part of that whole emotional piece. I don't think it has nothing to do with um, the daddy issues. It's just, you know, me as a person. Yeah, and that that's definitely a possibility. Um, like, and I'm kind of the opposite, like clingy. No, uh, but I've been very transparent when it comes to overprotective and jealousy. And jealousy, not necessarily <laughs> in the sense of who does that person think they are trying to blah, blah. It's more of an arrogance where my jealousy comes in. I'm not saying that's good or bad. It's just kind of different than what, it's not fear-based, it's anger-based. <laughs> This is making me sound so bad. Let's move on. Number three. <laughs> I mean, you're being honest. So. Oh boy, you need constant reassurance of love and affection. Mm -hmm. I don't know. You give the impression that you only care about sex. Again, this is this is looking at a female uh, that might have daddy issues. What what do you feel about, about about that? The constant reassurance of love and affection are giving off the impression that you only care about sex. Um, what I've seen, especially with some of um, my clients, as well as um, people I've come in contact with that wasn't clients, when it comes down to giving off the, um, the vibe that it's only about sex, sometimes it's a combination between the daddy issues and if this person was actually um, actually sexually abused or um, fondled or something, you know, in addition to the daddy issues I've seen when 
girls or women have been uh, more provocative and given off the vibe of, you know, I just want sex. Right, right. And before we go further down the list, I want to pull Kristen. Have you ever dated or been in a relationship with somebody that would be identified as having daddy issues and just kind of listening, listening to what we've already discussed. Is that something that you've run into? And how was that like from your perspective, if you did? Um, I mean, as far as my perspective, I have dealt with, um, I have dealt with women who, like I said, I mean, quote unquote, had daddy issues as far as not having that father figure, figure growing up. But I mean, I've never, it's never been to a point where it's been a hindrance on the relationship where it's like, hey, I can't deal with her. Because a lot of times just talking it out, um, talking it out about certain situations or if they may not understand like far as, because not having that male figure around or not being around a male figure, they may not understand, they may not understand some of the things that I might do or might say. So by talking with them, or they let me know about something, and then just having that um, that open line of communication. So I mean, I know me personally, I haven't dealt with it, but I mean, I've seen it be an issue in other people' relationships. Right, and some other factors or indicators: you're terrified of being alone. And, you know, you've got a complicated relationship with your dad. Like, absolutely. I know for me, complication when it comes to dad, that's exactly like people were saying, you know, back uh, a couple years ago, they had the hashtag girl dad and everything. That was such a trigger for me. That was a huge trigger for me. Like, I will never be in a space where I could look at my dad or father and say, yeah, he, he can be hashtag girl dad with me. Maybe his other daughter, but not with me. Um, and it's a complicated issue. It, it really is. I can't sit here and say that it doesn't impact my relationships. Um, but what do you feel, Keisha, about the terrified of being alone and, and having a complicated relationship with your dad? Like, how would that look? Or do you have any concerns when it's talking about terrified? Like, I don't feel I'm terrified of being alone. I don't want to die alone. But am I terrified of being alone? No. Um, well, uh, my dad passed away when I was 21. The last time I saw him alive, I was nine. So I uh, often wish I had at least one more alone time with him to um, have a conversation. And some of not seeing him you know, since I was nine is not all on him. When I learned that he was sick, you know, I was given opportunities. My mom encouraged me uh, to reach out. And it's been times that I actually called him and, you know, he lived upstate. And, you know, when they was calling him to the phone, as soon as I heard his voice, I would hang up. It was just anger and just madness. So, um, Unfortunately, I didn't get the opportunity to um, have that conversation with him um, while he was alive. Um, through some therapeutic techniques, um, I did 
you know, get my, got received my closure from that. So I guess my situation is a little different with that. It but is, but it definitely has an impact. Um, yeah, it does. Yeah. And, and what were you about to say? Um, I was fixing to say, I didn't think that it was crazy because it was almost like suppressed, like, Hey, okay, I'm gonna move on. I mean, it hurt like hell when he died. And when I learned of, of his death, I cried like I was around him all my life. It's crazy. Um, but I didn't think that it really impacted my life until I was at on a women's retreat and the speaker was, um, sharing about her dad and it kind of like hit me like a a belly punch and it was like whoa it hit hard and you know all it just kind of it was like a light switch cut on like I begin to connect the dots like not having your dad in your life this kind of contribute to some things that I went through you know and it was an overwhelming of emotions but um yeah but fears of being alone um, I'm never alone. <laughs> I have my kids. So I, I wouldn't say I wouldn't, not because of daddy issues. I wouldn't say I wouldn't have like, not necessarily a fear, but question them. You know, it's a questionable question mark as far as, um, connecting with the person that's for me, but, uh, yeah. Yeah, and thanks for sharing that. And there might be some people who are listening, like, what are some causes? Because we are just talking about both of us, you know, identifying, saying, yeah, we have daddy issues, but different different scenarios, right? And so there might be some people who are listening and saying, you know, hey, I don't know if this would fit that category. So some possible causes could be growing up in a family where the father left the family or was mostly absent. That would be my scenario, right? One of the more common ones. Growing up in a family where the father was emotionally or physically abusive. So father was still in the home, but they were emotionally or physically abusive. Growing up in a family where the father was mean with his emotions and wasn't loving or nurturing. Growing up in a family where the father is extremely overbearing or treated the mother poorly. So there's all different scenarios where daddy issues can, can kind of grow from. But going into how it impacts a male looks a little bit different, looks a little bit different. So some habits are, are some behaviors we see with men who are dealing with daddy issues. They appear to be aloof, right? Um, their priorities in relationships might be warped. You value your relationship with your mother or your sister more than your spouse. So it's, it's where you're prioritizing your attention. You can also be unconcerned, disrespectful, commitment phobic, unaffectionate, or just emotionally unavailable, irresponsible, and extremely defensive. These are all potential behaviors that you might see with a male dealing with daddy issues. And I'm going to tell you straight up, like, I'm looking at these behaviors and I can say, absolutely, I've dated or been in relationships with uh, men who have these issues or have had these issues. I'm gonna throw it back to you two. Have either one of you either witnessed daddy issues in a man or been Keisha in a relationship with daddy issues, somebody with daddy issues? Cause sometimes, you know, they might not even know that's what's going on, right? And that's why this podcast episode is so important because like we said in the beginning, Daddy issues has typically been identified towards females 
So knowing that men have these attachment concerns as well, have you guys witnessed that in your own lives, be it in relationships or just with people that you know? Okay, yeah, I mean, <laughs> I see it, and we all see it every day. Um, social media, all of these uh, podcasts, and I know it's going to say ironic because we're on a podcast, but you have a lot of guys out here, and I'm not going to say you got daddy issues. It might be sliding towards maybe insufficient daddy and some of the things that they talk about, and it might be because I don't believe, and I don't know a lot of these people, I don't know any of them, but it may be coming from a place of being misinformed and just looking at, hey, how things are supposed to be. They may not have had that male influence, may have had that father figure to kind of discuss some of the things with them when it came to relationships. So all their going off of is how things were going, how things were 30, 40, 50 years ago. Like, yo, man, it's a whole different ball game now. You can't say you can't have that same mentality. So that's why some of the things, and far as I know, and one thing is not on here that we've talked about as far as just lack of communication, far as if you've had someone who grew up and had that father figure. They know like how to communicate with another male. And it's a different type of communication. For us now, you see a lot of a lot of guys out here is real sassy. Um <laughs> a lot of guys sassy? out here. Real, sassy? Sassy. Chris calling sassy. y'all sassy yeah. now. Sassy. Yeah. Yeah. Come Let's find talk me. About it. Um, yeah, but yeah, but a lot of these, and y'all know that a lot of these guys are real sassy and they get called feminine and all these other things. But a lot of that is driven from not having that like male influence or seeing how males operate or how they like. I know, as far as me growing up, like you know, I had my dad, I had uncles. I had other, I had their friends and just seeing how, um, see how men handle themselves. And you've got a generation of, let's say, teenagers, early 20s, young men. And then you even got some, a few men my age, mid to late 30s, that's, I mean, just going through it. And I mean, every day I just look and I just shake my head and, it's a sad sight to see. Yeah, it is. And what about you, Keisha? Looking at these behaviors and in the background of these behaviors, have you ever been in a relationship with a man who has daddy issues? Um, yes, I have. I've um, been friends with guys who had uh, daddy issues and the commitment issue, you know, they, it's hard for them to commit. I definitely I've seen that. I've seen um the lack of of respect. Um and 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 a lot of what I've seen too is daddy issues with the father present because they are presenting negative fatherly modeling skills, if that makes sense. Um so even though the dad is around the son. You know, he can be there as the child grow all the way up to adulthood, but the way he carried himself and um, treated that uh, child's mother 
and you know other women around him if it was negative that still can lead to um, daddy issues so unfortunately because of that um poor relationship i'll say it rolls into the relationship when that guy gets into you know involved with a woman especially right. if he gets to the point of marriage you know this can go so many direction from having um, daddy issues because it rolls into finances it rolls into everything beyond just showing affection it rolls, you know how you father your children so it can go into so many directions i would say right and one thing that's interesting is a lot of men will have difficulty claiming that they they have they might not call it daddy issues right they'll say you know well my dad wasn't around blah 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 but i have never heard a man say i've got daddy issues i never have had a man say i have mommy issues you know what i'm saying and we're about to jump into mommy issues but you know as we wrap up the daddy issues there's a lot of similarities that crosses over the gender line but when you're looking at the males the the commitment phobic being emotionally unavailable irresponsible or extremely defensive that's that's a concern and again it goes straight into your attachment and your inability to make attachments in relationships so when we jump over to mommy issues um it, it's kind of in the same vein but a little bit different and so when we're looking at mommy issues again there's a little there's differences when you look at genders now there are some behaviors that cross over but with mommy issues, again, you're experiencing kind of the same aspect. Your mom was not emotionally available. She might not have been present. Like with my mom um, who, who passed away, she wasn't there. Not saying she abandoned us on purpose, but it is a form of abandonment because she's no longer available. So I just want to get people to kind of think outside the box, just like daddy issues. Your dad can be in the house, your dad can be still alive, or you could have lost your dad at a young age. Those can all result in some of these behaviors. But looking at mommy issues in women, some, some areas, need, neediness, neediness in relationships, difficulty expressing affection. Eh, that kind of triggered me a little bit. Let's keep moving. Detachment in relationships. Damn, I might have mommy issues, y'all. Damn, I might have mommy and daddy issues. I'm a damn mess. Okay, difficulty expressing affection, detachment in relationships, caretaking for others, tension between you and your mom. I couldn't claim that because she was my best. We were besties. Um, insecurities, eh, not so much. Extreme people pleasing, controlling behavior. <laughs> I might have more mommy issues than I have daddy issues. Being overly critical of others, lack of independence, definitely don't have that. But again, these are some personality types that might be present for a female dealing with mommy issues. So I'm going to throw this back out to you all. Uh, have you seen a female dealing with mommy issues? Or like for Chris, have you ever been in a relationship with somebody who has mommy issues? And that term is really not used a lot. So you might recognize some of these behaviors, but we never really put a term to it. I would say uh, as far as mommy issues from the woman's uh, perspective, um, I think it's more so where, where it's like, it's not 
it's um it's not a mother daughter relationship. It's more like a bestie relationship, and it's like the the mother feels more like she wants to be a friend to her daughter, so she doesn't really give like mother advice. She'd give advice as a best friend, and I think sometimes that would put a hindrance because I mean you have to kind of separate. I know you, I mean, you can't be besties with your kid. So I, I think that's the only thing I can maybe say for as a mommy issue from a woman's perspective. Okay. Well, I can, I say my mom was my best friend, but she did. There was a respect there. I know she wasn't my friend, um, but I talked to her, I did talk to her on a daily basis. She would stay at my um, house when I would deploy out, things of that nature. So I, I guess it would really need to be identifying when you say best friend versus just being really close to your mom. Like I was extremely close to my mom, but there was a level of respect where I knew she wasn't one of my little friends. And I've been popped in the mouth, I don't know how many times um, by my mom. So uh, I, I think it really would need to be kind of clarified when you're talking somebody identifying their mama's best friend, you're talking about that same, you are similar in my peer group, correct? Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, that, that's exactly what I'm saying. Then also it kind of goes to where it may become almost like a competition. And it's more so... And I think this might be more so an issue for the mother than the daughter, where the mother find herself trying to compete with her daughter for whatever reason. So that makes there's sense. That. And and that's that's a different way to look at it as well. So I'm I'm glad you brought that up. And um, Keisha, what what is your experience with mommy issues? Like, have you ever seen it up close and personal? Did any of the behaviors kind of resonate for you? Um, or, or have you just, have you experienced anybody who has that where it has impacted relationships? Um, yes, I have experienced other women who have that issue. Um, I'm fortunate enough to have a great relationship with my mom. Um, but I do know women um, who have lack of support from their mother from jealousy. It's almost like, okay, you're, you're thriving way more than I ever did in life. So then they downplay what their daughters do. You know, I, I have a dear friend who is experiencing that from her mom, no matter what she does, it's almost like it's nothing. She purchased a home and, you know, mom wasn't quick to come see the home or say, congratulations, I'm proud of you. But then when a cousin purchased her home a couple of weeks you know, after she purchased hers, she called her to tell her about the home. Oh my gosh, you need to see it. Oh my gosh, I'm so proud of her. You know, so, you know, she definitely struggles with mommy issues from not getting the attention, not getting that hug, just something simple growing up as a hug and saying, I love you that affects a woman, it affects a child, whether it's a boy or a girl, um, it's definitely gonna affect you, not getting that from your mom. Um, some women, um, 
they deal with it in different ways where they do things purposely to get attention, still attention-seeking behaviors, especially when you have the corporate woman who's always busy. And it's not that they want to give lack of support or attention or whatever to that child, but because of the corporate world, they tend not to. They hire babysitters and, you know, do X, Y, Z. And, you know, and that's for dads too. And that can also be shown to be like a mommy issue or a dad issue. And then kids at time, you know, that grow up to be adults, they do these attention-seeking behaviors. Like, okay, I'm gonna go rob a store. You don't need to, you have money, you got this. Why are you doing this? Because they want their level of attention. So that's just an example. I'm glad you brought the, uh, the attention seeking because that also looks very, that can look very different. And it would fall into the category kind of before we jump into the men with mommy issues, because you brought that up, it's a great opportunity to to kind of share what I was told um, from a male. Um, I was in a group and we were all talking about certain attachment issues and the high achiever. And speaking specifically for me, from the time I was in elementary school, I would say up into my mid thirties, I was doing attention seeking behaviors, but it wasn't with Robin Banks. It wasn't with um, doing stuff to get me in jail. It was doing, joining the military because my parents were in the military. It was finishing my bachelor's, going for my master's, going for a doctorate. It was whatever I felt would get attention from my dad, I did being the smartest in my class, going to being um, accepted into these accelerated classes in programs in school, all of these things, trying to get attention. And that is attention seeking. That's attention seeking and never getting it, never getting it. What that looks like in relationships is staying in relationships where you're not getting that attention from your partner And because you're so used to it, you remain in that relationship because it's a constant desire to keep doing things to get attention. So you stay in these relationships that are not fulfilling. You stay in these relationships where you feel you have to prove yourself over and over again, instead of finding somebody who sees and values you for who you are. And for me, that has been the biggest way daddy issues have impacted me because I'm so used to saying I have to prove myself to receive attention, to receive affection, to receive love. And if I'm not getting it, that just means I have to try harder instead of saying deuces, I'll find somebody who sees my worth. Does that make sense? It does. And and when a, a male said that to me, it was kind of a light bulb. It was kind of a light bulb, right? It was like, oh my goodness, I'm like this because that's how I feel I have to be seen from a man because that's what my experience has been. So it really does have impacts in such different ways. And jumping over to men with mommy issues, this list is pretty long, right? Um, Difficulty establishing intimate relationships. Difficulty trusting others, fearful towards commitment. That's a big thing. And that seems to be on both sides. Always in need of being around their mother. 
seeking approval, discomfort in forming intimate relationships, again, anxious about relationships, looking for a partner who shares similarities with their mother. That's always interesting to me. Sensitivity towards (laughs) criticism, insecure, does everything their mom says, feels that they're going to be cheated on, they may be disrespectful to women, feels that he deserves special treatment and his mother is the most important person to him. So that's that's a pretty long list. And this can fit different scenarios, right? But we're looking specifically for the male who has a complicated relationship with their mother. Like there is a, a show on TLC, I think it's called Mama's Boy. That is some weird stuff. I don't know if you guys have seen that uh, that show, but that's that's some weird stuff. But listening to the list, and I'm going to jump to you, uh, Chris, you know, what's your viewpoint on that? Like, have you ever met somebody who has mommy issues, a male specifically? Um, I mean, well, I think a few things on here. Um, I I don't really see it being an issue. And um, far as we looking at a couple of things, like, Okay, looking for a partner who shares similarities as their mother. Of course, if you grew up and you had you had your mom, and even if you had your mom and dad together, and you grew up and you saw how your mom did things, and it was like, hey, and you, hey, I like that, and then you you would look for that in your potential spouse, wife. Because it's like, hey, that that was refreshing. It was good. Now it can, if you're making that like a, because um, I have seen situations where guys would make it a, um, it would be a, um, what's the word I'm looking for? It not a demand, but it was requirement. a requirement. Mm-hmm. There we go. It was a requirement to do things a certain way because that's the way that mom did it. And I'm like, yeah, now that's where it's like, it's coming to an issue because you're not even giving her a chance to do it. You're just saying, hey, do this like this because um, that's how my mom did it. Or I've seen guys go to the point like, okay, you don't want to do it. I just go get my mom to do it. And then the mom jump in and do the stuff. And I was like, come on, now you're crossing the boundary and doing that because like now he has someone that can handle some of those things for him and I mean that becomes an issue now I think one thing that wasn't on here that I would say like is a mummy issue is when the son feels like very protective and I think this is mainly a uh, majority in when it's been a single mom if someone's grew up with a with a single mom and then they've taken on this role as like man in the house at a young age and they become very protective of their mom and I was surprised not to see that on this list right here I mean that's a huge issue as well why would that be an issue um it'd be an issue because it's like okay well if you do go out and I've I've seen this happen um if you do go out you have your significant other but you're always then putting your mom needs first, making sure your mom is taken care of before your wife. And not saying that you should just ditch your mom once you get married, but I mean, you don't now, hey, well, you're 
allegiance goes with your wife than your mom. Like, and it's I've I've seen that cause issues as well. I have to. Mm-hmm. What say ye, Keisha? Mm-hmm. Um, I just uh, I agree with what Chris was saying. I mean, you hit a, a lot of good points when it comes down to that. I don't know if I got more to add. <laughs> and I guess I'm looking at it because I'm a mom. I have two boys. Um, a single mom with two boys, and I, I, I'm pretty sure they're probably going. <laughs> This is this might be facetious of me, but I'm pretty sure they might be looking when when they get into that space that their mate have some similarities with their mom. I mean, I mean, why not? And I guess I can see where boundaries can be blurred. Like I do have one who's a mama's boy, the other one not so much. But I feel I've I've raised him or reared him in a way that he will be able to establish boundaries. And I think too, it's important for the mother to not feed into it. Like if your son is with nurturing a whole, another relationship, let your son do that. Don't be calling them every day. Don't want them to do everything for you. Don't let your son be his own independent person. So I do think there, for for that example, you know what Chris was saying, and there has to be some detachment from mom to let your son have his life. You know what I'm saying? Because if he's having challenges detaching from mom, he's he's looking at mom like she's my mom. If she's pouring into that and saying, I am, and I should be number one in your life, uh, there comes a point where there has to be a reevaluation of priorities. You know what I'm saying? Wouldn't you guys agree? I agree, but some uh, mother-son relationships are meshed, mm-hmm. and that's what e-meshed, I think that's what it's called. Yeah. And that's where uh, it is challenging dating a guy who have a uh, that type of relationship with their mom. It is absolutely challenging. So anybody who's going to be dating my middle child, sorry. Because that's one thing that I was told by a therapist. We have a meshed uh, relationship. But we are. We're, me and my me and my middle child are extremely close. We're, we just have a lot of similarities. Um, but I'm also a parent that understands that my kids will have to have independent life separate and apart from me. And hell, I'm going to want a separate and apart life too because I'm trying to travel. You know, once they become adults, I'm trying to see the, the world. Like once I've done my job... I'm always going to be mom, but I'm not going to be, you know what I'm saying? Does that make sense? It does. I, I think the mother has to have some type of hand in that as well to say, you're an adult. I'm going to step back. I don't know. Right. Yeah. I know. I was going to say that I think um, when it comes to that point, it is up to the mom to have that discussion with the son and say, hey, it, you, you have to live your own life. Uh, sort of like, I mean, I know y'all see baby boys always on BET. But baby boy, like <laughs> always. <when> she, always. <laughs> it's always on BET. Always. But when she had when she had the conversation with Jody, just telling him, look, man, it's time for you to like stand up, do your own thing. You can't keep looking out for me. So I mean, and it is a tough conversation to have, 
but it's a much needed conversation and it needs to be, it needs to happen sooner rather than later. Right. Yeah. But I think it's important to start preparing the young man for that journey. You know, don't wait until they become grown to say, hey, I think slowly but surely you need to start preparing them. You know, I can't say at what age, but prepare them before. I can definitely say before they, I would say before 21, you need to be preparing them. Yeah. Cause yeah, like I mean, and then I know you know. said it's not an age. It's, it's not an age where you can say you need to have that conversation. But I mean, because I've seen some moms who is like, you know, <laughs> that's not your son. That's your son's been. Because, and that's how they treat them. And it was like, <laughs> yeah, come on now. So y'all never seen that? No, no, no. We see it's called. It's called. There's a term for it. it there's yeah. a term for it, and um, I'll, I'll I'll share the term when you're done talking. Go ahead. Okay. All right. Yeah. So, but um, I've seen this a lot of times, and I was like, yo, like the way you talk is nothing about bigging up. I mean, because like most mothers are going to big up their sons, like they they're going to be proud of their sons. That's just how they feel about them, but it gets to a point where sometimes I'll see the different things and I feel uncomfortable. So I'm like, yo, that's like kind of like awkward. I was like, yeah, and I know my mom. The term is me. it's emotional incest. Emotional yeah, and incest I'm like, yo. term. Mm-hmm. And I've, I've seen situations where I didn't know women were in relationships because like they would never post anything about a significant other uh-huh. but they post all the time about their son and I'm like uh, like that's a little creepy but I mean teach us all I mean I ain't gonna knock you, you know what I'm saying do what you do but there will be some type of emotional damage in the long run the long run that goes on I agree and and we see it all the time uh especially in homes where there has been abuse and things of that nature, it's just an unhealthy dynamic when you are allowing your child to fulfill the role of the of the um, husband or the wife. It goes either way. Emotional incest goes either way, but you're using your child to fulfill that emotional connection of a partner, and and that's setting that's setting up a horrible dynamic. A horrible dynamic. So the next question would be one, how would you address it? And and Chris kind of gave some insight already, but if you were in the new um, starting phase of a relationship with somebody and you're starting to notice somebody who has mommy or daddy issues, like how would you address it? And that's for both of y'all. Hmm. Well, how would I address it? I would definitely do it early on. And I wouldn't wait until there was a disagreement or anything. I would um, have a casual conversation by using the I statement. You don't want to point fingers. That's a, a little counseling tool throwing out there. Um, when you use the I statement, you're not pointing fingers or blaming. But I would address it. I wouldn't wait. How would you address it? Give us a scenario. If somebody's taking notes right now, <laughs> what kind of script could you assist with? If you're a female and you notice that this the new guy 
Looks like mm -hmm. I just heard this podcast and boy, he sounded like he got mommy, daddy, or both. How would you lead them in? Well, we would have a conversation and I would just say, hey, you know, I, let's evaluate where we're at right now in our relationship. Let's do an evaluation. And um, I would say this is some things that I've noticed and observed. And I wanted to, you know, address this with you. And I feel like you may be having some mommy issues or either daddy issues. Um, let's talk about that. Let's unpack that. Help me understand so I know how to um, best, I don't know whether it's help you or best, um, Mm, I don't even know how to put it in words. <laughs> no, it, it, Usually it's... when I'm having conversations, it's not a script. I kind of just go off of, you know, what I feel. But you don't want to do it if you're having a disagreement, okay? Do not do it if you're having a disagreement and you're going back and forth. You want to be calm and you just want to have that conversation. But you also want to make that person feel welcome because it may be some things that, they yeah. have going on as far as some mommy or daddy issues and they hadn't opened up to you about that but if you're welcoming and you know you address the situation they may feel comfortable enough to actually talk to you about it right so that would be my tip and what about you chris if you started talking to a female who has mommy daddy issues both um how would you address it what what kind of how would you lead into it? Oh well, some of the stuff um, um we're we're gonna discuss like early on, and I'm talking about maybe within the first couple weeks. I'll ask like far as how they grew up, um how they grew up, did they have both parents, um how their relationships with their mom and dad, and I believe by then I should kind of know how things work. Now, things may still come up down the road, but I think for as within the first, I mean, within the first month, I should know and have a good idea what issues they may be, if there are any. And it's just like kind of getting to know. I mean, a lot of times people don't want to, I mean, I think we should normalize, normalize like getting to know people's upbringing because that's gonna tell you a lot about somebody, how their upbringing was. And I mean, it's gonna help you get to know them, help you get to know like what kind of pushes their buttons, what do, how they respond to certain things. So, I mean, I'm now if it's down the road and I start seeing some of these issues, then I'm, you, you have to call it out as soon as you see it. You can't let it slide. Okay, it's not that big of a deal. And then it happens again, and it's not that big of a deal. But then what happens is you bring it up, and they're like, well, I've done this two, three times before. You never said anything. What's wrong with me now? And it's like, I think the first time you see it, you should um, go ahead and address it. What if we're dealing with somebody who is in denial, who is very clear that they have daddy issues or mommy issues, but they're in denial when you bring it up? Because like I said, um, early on, I would always use think of that term as something negative, and and even now, I would I would offer people to maybe use attachment wounding. You can have paternal or maternal attachment wounds. 
Now, are anybody is are people really going to say, I have paternal attachment wounds? Probably not. They're going to say daddy issues. But I think, too, the connotation of the verbiage of the wording puts people off as well. So not even maybe finding a different way to package that conversation. But still, even if you bring it up, if that person's in denial or sees you as a threat because you are trying to take them away from their mother or their father, what's the next move then? Like, how can you talk to me? You don't, you don't have a right to tell me blah, 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 what I can do with my mom or what I can do with my dad. You know what I'm saying? Oh, you said, what would I do? Yeah. Like if, if that person's in denial and, and says like, you, you can't do that. Like I'm going to do whatever, because that's my family. Um, I mean, if you talk to them and you're able to give them good, clear like situations like hey this is what I see and then you and then they still just want to be a denial you gotta like chuck the deuces because you're basically fighting a losing battle and I mean for your personal sanity you you gotta keep it moving right yeah um I feel the same way too because you know the individual have to put the work in. You can't do it for them. Right. I mean, you can be a support to them like with anything else, but that individual have to identify it. And sometimes it's not that easy to identify. I didn't realize that I had daddy issues. Oh my gosh, I was an adult past college and everything. I just never thought that it bothered me, you know. So. Sometime bringing it up to that person will probably make them think like, whoa. And even if they are defensive in the beginning, um, if they go sit and think about it, it may come back around to you and be like, you know what? I think I, I think I am dealing with this. Right, right. So. And, and a couple of things too. Some of these things, even if you have a complicated relationship, whatever that looks like with either parent or both, some of these behaviors might not even have an attachment to that particular experience. So I would also offer the fact of just because somebody does have a complicated relationship or no relationship at all with the parent, do not automatically assume you're going to run into some of these issues. You can have somebody who has a very healthy dynamic in their household and still deal with some of these issues. So I think it really comes down to knowing what you want in a relationship, what are your expectations, what are your boundaries, and staying true to who you are and making sure you are able to thrive with a partnership. Because really the behavior orientating um, experience, that, can't, that really doesn't matter if the person's not willing to address it, right? doesn't really matter what seed it's growing out of. All you know is the weed is here and we're either going to address the weed or we're going to move, move on, like Chris said. So this conversation is for a couple things, right? For you to maybe identify if, if you have some of these and, and take note of it's impacting your relationships. And if it is, now you have words, now you have the verbiage to, to kind of work towards that. Or... If you're with somebody who is showing some of these signs to give you some dialogue to have a conversation to see if something can be talked about 
are maneuvered with and healed together because it's going to have to be a together thing. So um, with all that being said, what would be y'all's final words of advice for somebody who has mommy issues, daddy issues, or both? And then a word of advice for somebody who's in a relationship and is trying to make it work. Um, I think as far as someone who may have mommy or daddy issues, they may have identified it and not know what to do. Okay, I got mommy or daddy issues. Now what? Um, the first step I would say is to identify it. Once you identify it, address it. Sometime addressing it may be going back to mom and dad and releasing them because some part of that, I actually think personally, it may be holding on to some type of feeling um, towards them for something. So sometimes going back and having that conversation, release yourself, you know, get what you need to move forward. Sometimes waiting on a person to come to you and apologize or explain or whatever. Listen, that may never happen. So you got to go and get what you need for you. And if that's not something that you can do on your own, I would say, you know, go to counseling, get help with it. Um, for me, I did a counseling technique, which is the empty chair um, technique to get the closure that I needed from my dad. Um, I would not advise anybody to do that technique by themselves. You need a support around you. And I would say, go to a professional to help you with that. If you feel like you can't have that conversation with the person, even if they're alive, then you need to figure out how you can get that closure without it. Because I think it's something, it's something tied in with the mommy and daddy issues that constantly continues to go forward. And then do a self-evaluation. All right. If you know you're affected by mommy or daddy issues, okay, here's the area where, all right, I need to show some more attention. Identify it, evaluate it, make a plan, move forward. You have to. You're going to be spinning wheels in the mud. That's what I feel. Um, as far as uh, you said, what, what was somebody the second part? Of somebody who's actually in a relationship with somebody who has them. And these issues keep popping up. How would what would your word of advice be for that person? My word of advice is if you had that conversation and you know they're in denial and they're not willing to hear this. If if it's to the point that is hurting you, you have to do what's best for you. I would encourage counseling. Um, but if that person is in total denial, I'm not telling anybody to leave their relationships, but I will say that self-care is important and you have to protect yourself too. Amen. So know your limits. And that's what I would say. All right, Chris, lay it on them. Uh, I mean, far as someone is dealing with the issues, I mean, Keisha stole all my thunder. I mean, she she basically checked every box that I was gonna say. I mean, first of all, you got me earlier. You got me earlier. <laughs> yeah, great minds think alike. Um, but um, so I mean, like I said, I have nothing else to add to that um, without sounding too uh, repetitive. Um, now I would say, for as if you are dealing with an individual, um, whether it be male or female, and you kind of see they may have this. I think one, I mean, first off, maybe being a little understanding 
and just talk and just being an understanding of what they may have gone through. And then if they're willing to talk about it, just kind of discuss it with them. And then a lot of times you can maybe get a better understanding of, hey, this is why they're like that. And then why you understand that. And then you let them know how it makes you feel when they do certain things. And then if they don't change their actions, if they don't change their actions, then I'll say it might be time to reevaluate the whole relationship and move forward and move on from it because it's no it's no longer it's no longer a need to stay in a situation where you kind of voiced your opinion, you've kind of done everything you could do, but I mean you gotta move forward. Right. And I would say um because um like I said, I have daddy issues. And from what I just researched I might have a little bit of mommy issues too. What I would like to say though is don't just count somebody off if you notice that they they have that. The the challenge, or I wouldn't even say challenge, it's really about once the behavior is being identified. And again, it does not even have to be about mommy and daddy issues. It can be anything. Once the behavior is identified, right? We have to have an awareness. Is the person willing to work at it? Is the person really willing to say, you know what? I can see how this is impacting our relationship. I need to put that in check. And I know for me, uh, controlling was, was a big issue for me, but I have really worked on that. And I really have not had uh, the amount of issues that I've had in the past. I would say um, overprotective was an issue for me and I've worked at that. But it really takes the desire to want to address the behaviors because the importance of the relationship means that much to you. And the flip side of that too is if you're with somebody who has some of these behaviors, even if they don't want to identify it as as mommy or daddy issues, is this person in this relationship that meaningful to you that you're willing to put the work in if they're willing to put to work, the work in. Now, like Chris and, Nikki, and Keisha said, if they're not willing to put the work in, you can't do anything about that. You can't control somebody. But I would say that it needs to, you, there needs to be patience, there needs to be understanding, and there needs to be a willingness of, on both parties to do the work because somebody has to work on their own behaviors and somebody has to allow the time to make these adjustments. When you have new behaviors, it's not going to happen overnight. You didn't develop the behavior overnight. It's not going to go away overnight. So it comes down to how important the relationship is. And if you have two people who are both willing to work to maintain it, and that's really the end game here when you're talking about these type of things. But I'm hoping that this discussion brought a whole bunch of talking points out that you can kind of look at in your own circle, talk about it. And maybe not when somebody throws out the word daddy issue, mommy issues to automatically make it a horrible experience. It might just be the beginning of a conversation that needs to be had to work at building on a relationship. But with all that being said, this is where we wrap it up. Thank you all so much for hanging out with us. Keep up to date on Instagram, on Facebook, on TikTok. Um, you guys are seeing Chris is actually making videos now. So now we, we got to get Keisha um, to kind of match match some energy now because uh, Chris has taken the lead from Keisha. So we're going to see if we can get her 
I know. Uh, He's trying to make you look bad. So we're going to see if we can get Keisha uh, some videos and stuff up and running. And again, if you guys have any questions, reach out to us. Let us know. We are... We're here for you all. We're here for the ability to connect and the ability to give you all substance to take back and work on your relationships. So our website is www.thelookingglass.fans. And as always, you guys take care, stay safe, be well.